you have your bibles kindly go to the book of psalms chapter 23 thank you hallelujah verses 5 and 6 when you read it once again you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever let us start with a quick word of prayer Lord our heavenly father we thank you lord for this time we thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather together and to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords we thank you for giving us this privilege master you came in search of us and you plucked us out from this sinful world master we thank you for being with us thus far and we pray that you will lead us to the very end lord I pray that you will bind and rebuke every wretched devil every foul spirit master that is waging battle against this time of meditation this time where the master is ready to speak I pray that you will anoint these lips of clay make these words revelatory and make it relevant to our lives in short I pray that you will speak and we will hear in Jesus matchless name we pray I'm also going to cover 1 Samuel chapter 16 verses 1 through 13 so when you get a chance you can go home and read 1 Samuel chapter 16 verses 1 through 13 you know before I start I'm a man who's pretty well composed I most likely never cry in public or I don't try to show my emotions but uh, i have to tell this uh, brother what is i forgot your name brother stanley sorry you know the moment he started singing today i just couldn't control my tears because i felt the move of the mighty holy spirit in such a way and i should tell you brother you are truly anointed i don't know if anybody's told you but i have to tell you this today nevertheless let us come back to this word you know i'm going to speak address directly to the young folks but i want the popa members to eavesdrop into this conversation if you're wondering what is popa pentecostal old people association so i was always called for pypa but when i went there popa members were were outnumbering the pypa members so i want you to eavesdrop into this conversation and i want the young folks to listen to me i may be saying something which is very bitter it may be very difficult against the times that we are living in but this is the truth it amazes me how somebody could write something like this you know the psalmist says you anoint my head with oil and before that you know he says you prepare at the table 
in the presence of my enemies i love it you know for a long time i used to pray i shouldn't have enemies but after i started reading the bible is when i started thinking that i need enemies because the book says you prepareth a table in the presence of my enemies i love it i love the trash talkers i love the pharisees and sadducees who constantly follow me you know some of them ask me how is it you were able to manage for 15 years in the ministry i tell them i'm surrounded with 24 by 7 bodyguards they're all carrying a bazooka waiting to shoot me down so the very thought of these people makes me pray so he says you must prepare a table in the presence of my enemies but you know i'll come back to this when i touch first samuel chapter 16 the next point is where is it is very important for the young folks he says you anoint my head with oil and then my cup runs over you must understand the sequence of events number 1 is the anointing number 2 is the overflowing today the young folks mix it up they want the overflowing part and they will fit the anointing somewhere inside i want the young folks to understand the difference between gifting and anointing most often the young folks are miss they've misunderstood gifting and anointing gifting will give you that wow factor it will make you feel great it will shine out everybody will love your performance but when you go back monday morning when you have to fight a devil it will not help you anointing on the other hand will bring down strongholds anointing alone can break barriers anointing alone can break chains so what is this anointing i'm going to try my best in layman terms and help the young folks understand anointing i want you to understand the process of making wine you know the eyes pop open when you talk about wine because i don't drink wine i neither endorse drinking wine but i want to use this example for you the most expensive wine goes through a process the first process is the crushing process they crush it and crush it and crush it and extract all the juice and the second step they take this juice put it into a barrel and it is shut for several years this is how anointing works you must be willing to go through this crushing one step after the other one step after the other god will crush you you must be willing to let go of yourself number 2 he will put you in a dark barrel in a dark room for several years which this young generation does not want you tell them don't come and do certain things they will pack their bags go to the next church you must be willing to look like a fool for a certain period of your time 
you must be willing to be covered in darkness for a certain period of time god will hide you the reason why he hides you because if the enemy gets a clue the smallest of clue he will come all out against you and kill you god will hide you in darkness so first comes the crushing then comes the hiding in darkness and you must remember only when you are anointed your cup begins to overflow the third step the anointing of the most high god when it hits you you cannot be hit for a long time there will be a period a time when god will pluck you out of the darkness and put you in the right place and then your cup begins to overflow and i want to talk about david you know i've been talking about david for the last 3 4 months and i was telling a brother yesterday i can speak for the next 3 years about his life the bible says in the book of first samuel chapter 16 god is getting ready to choose the next king of israel and before he does that he rejects saul and he tells himself i'm regretting that i chose this fellow this makes me tremble every day the young folks are more willing to please their flesh please people please the generation that they least understand that if god rejects you nothing is going to work in your life you can be as brilliant as you want you can have more degrees than a thermometer but if god rejects you there comes the end of your story and unfortunately here is a man called Saul who was rejected by god and the bible says that god was not a you know he didn't come to a standstill the show must go on so he says samuel how long are you going to mourn i have found me a man who's after my own heart and i want you to go and anoint him dear young brothers and sisters you must know one thing you are not invincible each of us in this room are replaceable assets if you think that without you the show will come down without you the church will stop you are highly mistaken god will raise somebody who is sleeping under the bridge who is drunk who is a drug addict he will pick him up from there he will anoint him and use him in a mighty way so god is not going to stop his work but nevertheless you know i hate saying this because i'm going to lose my popular votes with the young folks but i have to drill this deep inside because i'm on an assignment today so you must know god will reject you the moment you start disobeying why did god disobey saul sorry why did god reject saul just because of his disobedience it was not because he was a murderer 
it was not because he was a lustful and a person who was chasing women just because he disobeyed god i'll tell you one thing in my experience in this 15 years of ministry it is the smallest things that i've been beaten up by god it is not those big mistakes that i committed the small things is what that takes great attention with god so when i say disobedience at this point all of us don't have access to our lord every day you cannot disobey the leader of this church now please don't think that pastor sent me an agenda and i'm telling this if it's so may god judge you you must know if god has kept an overseer over you you have to obey him despite the fact of preaching every week i still have an overseer over me if he tells me something and at times he is brutal with me i will shut my mouth and apologize and go and ask god forgiveness obedience obedience is a key characteristic that you must imbibe into your system because if you don't obey your leader your overseer your people who have been kept over you god will reject you you can change churches you can go and settle down in planet moon but yet the decision is final and the bible says samuel was mourning what an amazing heart this is the heart of a father though he has the next assignment ready still he is mourning this is what as christians you and me should do the moment we find out somebody is under scrutiny somebody is under a problem we instantly turn and gang up and group up and beat that person upside down here is an example for you that when you see somebody being rejected who's going through problems your heart must be moved with compassion he moans and moans and god says it's done it is finished move on samuel so this great mighty prophet called samuel is on an assignment and what really took my attention was he goes into this town and the moment they hear that samuel is coming into the town the entire nation is trembling with fear you know when i read this it really amazed me because today if you say i am a servant of god and i am coming to your church they will look at you like a beggar today this is the status of servants of god brother i'm coming to america oh sorry brother we are going on vacation so who will manage this i have to drive him from here from new york to new jersey from queens to long island sorry brother we are out of town mobile switch off not reachable this is the sad and most unfortunate state of servants of god as funny as it sounds this is the reality i think 10 times before i tell the world that i'm a preacher because the moment i tell them oh you also beg is it but here is an example of how a servant of god is looked upon 
and why is it that people trembled it's a very thin line my dear brothers and sisters it can fall into the category of arrogance but the reason why people were trembling was because of the anointing on this man's head so the point i'm trying to drill to the next generation and to the people who are willing to do something for god you must seek god for this anointing because unfortunately we are living in a crooked and a wicked world if you don't have god's anointing on you people will trample over you because god has given us so much wisdom right you give them some revelation you have to give them a biblical code you have to prove it to them and only then they can accept it when god says something it will never make sense in your life you don't need a prophet you don't need anything else you don't need to check with anybody when god gives you a word it will never ever make sense and the bible says entire nation was trembling with fear and he goes and he is on an important assignment but i'm going to take a few aspects from this incident and i want to give it a different perspective with the help of the holy spirit the bible says that as he got ready he sees the eldest son of jesse eliab he looks like a warrior he looks like a king and he says this is the guy a great prophet who had a great anointing gets ready to commit the greatest blunder of his life you must be very careful with your decision making unfortunately our flesh tends to rule over the spirit he was almost ready to make or commit the greatest blunder you know the problem today is everybody think they are very holy everybody thinks they are in the third heavens so they think they cannot make mistakes and the young folks they have technology anything you tell google google is the answer constantly they are reading trash and it bothers me because you have a very strong possibility of making the wrong decision when you use your human mind he was about to make the greatest mistake because it looked pleasing to his eyes it made sense to his human bird sized brains and the reason i'm emphasizing you will all come to a point when you have to make a decision of your on your life partner oh honey i love you you're so beautiful in one year the honey will drain out you must know that these decisions will alter the next 20 30 40 50 years of your life and the enemy you must remember did not stop with eliab he sends a parade of people because he knew if there was any opportunity to collapse god's plan it was this time 
you must remember my dear brothers and sisters when you're about to buy a home when you're about to move or change your job when you're about to do something in the church do something in the ministry you must know that this is the greatest opportunity the enemy has to collapse god's plan one of the most amazing things with the enemy is packaging he will package it beautifully to you and it will look like this is absolutely the right decision you know i had this opportunity to speak with a young a young brother maybe i think i met him 3 years back and we've been in touch i spoke in one church and from there he's been in touch with me so then they started giving him roles in the church now he's getting exposure now he's getting titles you know that's why i always say it is always better to do ministry with the sisters the brothers little exposure little wisdom they will start competing with the pastor or the servant of god this person slowly little exposure see the brothers don't misunderstand me i'm telling you by experience he started doing different things and he would be in touch with me he would tell me i'm doing this i'm doing that and i would pray and we joined hands and prayed slowly i began to notice one trend with him he was constantly begin he was beginning to complain about many things when he started church there were no complaints when he was being given roles complain the list is increasing first problem oh brother the men are sitting on one side women are sitting on other side i cannot worship the lord brother i have to sit with my wife so i heard it patiently next brother 3 hour service brother too long they should cut short the service to 2 hours it's too long i have so many things to do i moved it aside problem after problem after problem i told him instantly god reminded me of something i told him i'm going to be very honest with you this tells me that you've been speaking to the wrong people i said the book of genesis tells you and me it was one conversation with the snake that changed the entire course of humanity i said that was an amazing title for a sermon conversations for a snake i wrote down the title separately one conversation with the snake changed the entire course for humanity so i told him you are tremendously under the influence and you are hearing the wrong sounds so i told him be careful whom you talk to and be careful whom you let talk to you i said i don't have to pray fast speak in tongues and find out if you are doing the right things if i know the bible well i can tell you that you've been listening to the wrong sounds because the teething problem is not with the church the problem is not with the system the problem is not with the timing the problem is you are not talking to the right people you are not speaking to the lord every day 
you are speaking to some trash outside and you are letting the trash talk to you and i told him you are going to make wrong decisions this is what is going to happen in your life eventually that was exactly that took place he just refused to listen started rebelling in the church and you know one of the problems of insecurity is you will start ganging up you'll start ganging up people start brainwashing people and you'll form a separate group to prove your point and this is exactly what he did but he realized all of this when god rejected him he had a great and a bright future before him but because of this wicked mind because he couldn't control his flesh god rejected him and what did he do he made some wrong choices you must remember the enemy always wants you to make wrong decisions so he will package everything beautifully it will look like it is perfect and here is an example just imagine if samuel could make that mistake how much more you and me can make this mistake how much more should we know the word better how much more should we fast and pray before every decision you make be it small or big you must ask the divine god to give you the divine direction the reason why samuel stopped is because he could hear god's voice i want to ask each of you can you hear god's voice that mild voice that speaks to you at 2 am in the morning at 3 am in the morning with tears rolling down your cheeks with a broken heart when you start seeking him there's a voice that speaks to you have you heard that voice problem is after coming to america i understood there is a separate category called deep christians always they are talking in tongues even they go to grocery store god is telling them buy chicken today they go to the car dealership god is telling them buy white car constantly they are talking with god constantly god is talking they are too holy and deep for all of us so let's set aside that category for ordinary human beings like you and me we need to hear god's voice do you have that experience have you even longed for that experience did you even know there was such an experience you must hear god's voice Samuel heard God's voice and because of that he made the right decision and guess what very interestingly he asks Jesse Jesse you showed me Eliab you showed me Abinadab you showed me Shamma you showed me all the seven boys are you sure you don't have another son 
what an amazing gift the power of discernment you and me are living in a time like never before each of us here need that spirit of discernment because if you are led by the mighty holy spirit god will give you access to what the world does not have he says are you sure that you don't have any other son are you sure that all of them are in this room and he says i have one more boy an ordinary shepherd boy who's cleaning the sheep dung taking care of sheep he's just an errand boy he's just taking care of a menial and a small task and immediately samuel says none of us are going to sit down till i see that boy what does that mean to you and me samuel was a result oriented man he was not willing to rest till the job was done today one small headache sorry pastor i cannot come my problems are overloading i cannot take care of this position i have to change diaper sorry i cannot come my wife is beating me we are not able to go for date night sorry brother i cannot play the instruments i couldn't go for a massage yesterday these are the reasons we are hearing because there is no urgency to get the job done you and me cannot rest till we get god's work done i have to tell each of you there is no room for lazy people in the kingdom of god you must be willing to work hard you must be willing to labor day and night you know i was telling my wife most likely vacation will be in heaven for both of us you know she gives me hints on and off so i've been ducking like david when samuel sends the dart he kept ducking so i keep ducks the it's protecting me you know but i should tell you god has blessed me with a fine wife and i i was telling her i think god truly blinded her eyes because there is no reason to fall in love with me and i'm praying that if that is the case he will keep a blind throughout this journey so you know uh, i i keep telling her most likely vacation only in heaven you know jokes apart seriously i'm telling you the young generation should know this there is no room for laziness in the kingdom of god he was not willing to rest he says all of us are standing till this boy comes into the room you know i was i'm before i say this i should give you a disclaimer i'm neither republican neither democrat and i'm not here to endorse any political party or any politician one of the amazing things that took my attention when president trump was on his campaign trail he was addressing the evangelicals and he said something that truly touched me 
he says all you christians all the denominations if all of you went together held hands together and worked for one cause can you imagine the things you could have got in the white house can you imagine the things you could have lobbied and achieved if all of you grouped together how true is that right because our focus is not to get the job done our focus is my denomination is in this level of christianity and spirituality if you ask the pentecostals the mainline churches all are sinners if you ask the catholics we are demons you ask the baptists we look like aliens each of us are competing against each other and that is exactly what the enemy wants a house divided against itself can never stand and the reason why we let all of this trash come in between break the church is because there is no urgency to get the job done i am very clear in this ministry path i am not going to let any of these nonsenses come in between and divide and rule this ministry one of the greatest privileges god has given me when we come to new jersey for the first saturday 90% of the audience are all non catholic are all non pentecostal groups i have the greatest privilege to preach this precious gospel to catholics to the baptists to the lutherans these are people whom i can never get access to so if i stand on that stage and say you are all sinners how can you go to this church how can you do this why are you doing this you are a sinner imagine i keep giving this message eventually i will be preaching to the pews but god has given me this great responsibility and i've told the people around me my job is only to preach the gospel this word is a lamp unto my feet and their feet i will keep preaching the truth eventually one day god will open their eyes eventually one day they will see who the true god is and they will see this light that will shine over their life and the reason i'm telling you this you must be willing to get the job done especially the young folks i want you to hear this there is no room for politics there is no room to play kissy kissy in the church your responsibility is to get the job done at any cost if they tell you jump into the well you have to jump into the well you cannot go back and fight and say give me a life vest it has to be you know if you send brother praveen it has to be big if you send pastor finney it has to be small no nonsense like this if you are given orders directions to jump you must jump because god will 
ordain your steps. You must get the job done. He says, I'm not going to rest. And there comes David. And in front of this entire group, he anoints his head with oil. Why does God choose this amazing moment to anoint his head with oil? Now is when I understood why the psalmist writes, in the presence of my enemies, he prepares, prepareth a table and in front of them, he will anoint my head with oil. Today the problem is, the young folks and the old folks, they want the recognition first and then they will do the work. This is the problem with Gen Y and the millennials. But I have something different to tell you. The reason why God chose David and God chose this moment is because David was willing to do the ordinary, the menial tasks which nobody was seeing. Nobody was appreciating him. His own family members were criticizing him. Yet, he continued to do what God had called him to do. Just imagine, he was anointed the king of Israel. And the very next day, did he go to the palace? Absolutely no. Hey, where is the next king of Israel cleaning sheep dung? You can be anointed to be a king. But you must be willing to do the menial. You must be willing to clean sheep dung. You must be willing to do things when people don't appreciate you, people don't recognize you. When you are able to do this consistently, the foundation here is consistency, not seasonal. Consistently when you do this, God prepares a table in the presence of your enemies. And he brings you at the right time, at the right moment, in front of the right people, he begins to anoint you. He lifts your head and your cup begins to overflow. The secret to overflow for your health, for your ministry, for your spirituality, for your family, for your job, for your professional life, all of this revolves around these three verses. Are you willing to do the menial? Are you willing to go through that crushing? Are you willing to be anointed and when you submit yourself especially, when you do this, God will lift your head. I want to assure this young generation that recognition comes from God, not from man. The Bible says promotion comes from the Lord. In due time, not D-O-D-U-E, due time, God will lift your head. So I want to leave these thoughts with you. And I want you to remember that anointing is the key to success, not gifting. Gifting can bring you to that platform. Only anointing can keep you in that platform. So I want to leave these thoughts and may the Lord anoint
change you to that extent that your cups will start overflowing. God bless you.